The species begins the day hoping somebody might surmount the insurmountable and ends the day owning a mindset conscious of knowing that the focus, perceptions, and awareness residing within her, fellow human beings dream towards new projects, which reside beyond the reestablished level of possibility. Everyone houses, or everyone is, one of infinite possibilities that infinite consciousness has elected to express, express itself as within the tiny band of light we call reality. The universe sees infinite consciousness as an equal to infinite consciousness. I cannot imagine or attempt to believe that the universe sees it any other way, such as infinite consciousness is less than infinite consciousness, or our reality produces manifestations of our wildest creations, wherein exists the inevitable despair of devastation. Residing at all times throughout the process stands the principle of momentum. Do not allow the duality of the situation to dictate the emotion. Fear, hate, anger are usually emotions which were dictated by the duality of the situation. I leave you with a quote from Nazi Germany. This quote comes to us from Martin Niemöller, who is referencing concentration camps in Nazi Germany. First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then, and finally, they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Keep in mind that we are all on this planet together, and that we are all children of the same source. When an individual droplet of water is separated from the ocean, that does not mean it is not still a part of the ocean. We are individual droplets of water that have taken on their own persona and have no remembrance of that once con great connection that we had with the ocean. Our goal is to help you understand that you are in this world, but you are not of it. You are an individual droplet, but you are still a part of the entire ocean. The prizes of life we fail to win because we doubt the powers within. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use the peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise of peace. You're listening to the Drew World Order. It's amazing that I found a song like that, right? It is a good one. I was searching to see if maybe you had the show on YouTube. Where'd you find that song? On YouTube, it's a song called Drew World Order. Is that right? From the, uh, from the album Drew World Order. Really? We got a big show today. The gang's all here. We have the Bernie Sanders interview. We got Alien Stock, maybe a little Burning Man. A lot of stuff to get to. Hey, it turns out we have a uh, we have a lot of listeners in California. Um, none from Denmark. No, huh? No. We have some some Swedens. Oh, we do. I'm canceling my trip to Denmark. Yeah. Nasty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we have any from uh, what is that? Uh, Cupertino, right? It's always nicer in Cupertino yeah. on your phone, and they want to show off. You ever get up in the morning, you turn your phone on, and you, you hit the weather app to check the weather, and you're like, oh, it's going to be beautiful out today, you know? Yeah. And they're like, God 
damn Cupertino. Always perfect there. We did have uh, a listener from Kazakhstan. I wonder if it's Borat, you know? Oh, right. Venice, how much? <laughs> Kazakhstan. <laughs> Little Global loves California. Mm. He gets, oh, this kid, oh, Red God. loves it. Yeah, it's my favorite place. It's yeah, great. so you know what? If anybody from California wants to shoot us an email, I set up an email address yesterday. Our website's not up and running yet, so this will probably be a temporary email for, for a couple of weeks or so, but you can email us at dwopodcast at gmail.com. Said send us over something. You want to talk to Red? He could shoot your ear off about California all day. Yeah. If you have any, any questions, maybe, maybe your roommate is trying to steal your identity. Maybe you're having problems with your girlfriend. Whatever it is, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And if you go to Cal Berkeley, I believe that that's where the professor teaches. He's not in. He'll be here in like five or ten minutes. But uh, Nice. Cal Berkeley. That's what he says, at least. I've called there once or twice, and they have no record of him. And he calls me a liar, and he gets all pissed off. Uh, But you guys can ask him about it. Red loves California. One time he saw somebody with a California plate over here in New York, and he had a California license at the time. I chased him down. And we're we're in the gas station, and he sees a car with a California plate, and he jumps out (laughs) of the car. And he starts chasing the person down with his license, and he's like le- leaning in the door, like, <laughs> like just being like, "I'm from, I'm from California too," you know. Yeah, yeah. So give him a call; he'll chew your ear off all day. Listen to this Let's guy. Let's go, California. I love California. <laughs> I love LA. Yeah. Oh, I got to listen for the doorbell. My my mural of Jimmy Carter is coming today. Oh, really? Mural of Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Jimmy Connor in pantyhose. I'm going to hang it right here behind me. <laughs> really? <laughs> God. You need to get the one of Nixon bowling uh, from the Big Lebowski and put that next to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to go over, just go review a couple of things from last week. Last week, Red did some polls, which were, you know, the craziest polls I've ever heard mm. in my life. They were, they were more like betting odds. Yeah. But uh, listen to this. Now, remember a couple of weeks ago I said to you, you sound like you were drunk? Listen to this part right here. So they found this mural that uh, that's what I was getting to right on, Drew. Sound like Toby. So he... I think he's drunk. They're, they're ragging <laughs> through his place. These were the like worst polls I've ever had. So, and he, they this say it's old, so dude. bizarre. <laughs> you know, all the different things it's like, like the, spreading, the little... Yes. Um, what are they called? Like I don't believe yeah. it. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's a deep fake. That's what I did. Sick. Remember they did that to Nancy Pelosi? They just slowed it down a little yeah. bit. But when you slow it down, the voice gets a lot deeper. Right. So then I went into the pitch change and I brought. I kept bringing the pitch up. So mm. it kind of sounded more like you again. But just like, you know what gave me the idea? I was listening. If you know, on the iTunes podcast app, there's that half speed button. I had a podcast on the other day, somebody else, and I accidentally hit the half speed button. And the person was like, "Mm," they sounded all drunk. And it reminded me of that. Why why do they have that half speed button? Why would you do that? To just slow it up? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. You know what? There are some people where I've I've put it on one and a half and listen to it fast. Right. And just... And just kind of speed them up and get through a segment. Why? But I can't I listen to them slow. Uh, maybe if it's a really intricate part of something and the guy's talking fast and yeah. you know what I mean? You really want to hear what he's saying. Maybe that works. But you got to be careful with anything on the internet today. You can't trust anything. You have people that are uh, doing podcasts on Peruvian. What do they call it? Peruvian uh, marching powder. So you want to slow it down sometimes because they're just talking right. really fast, you know? Right. <laughs> That's a good one. I never heard that. There's these new things out called... Uh, Deep fakes. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. 
What Those is are it? weird. Okay, that's when there's a it's a new type of um, software that they use where they can if you have enough video of somebody and enough time of them talking. Oh, they yes, can take a video, right, and someone else I, – I believe the way it works is somebody else talks and then the video of that person you know, moves their lips. So they have like fake videos of Obama and this and that. Right. So we're at the point now where – and they're getting better and better where within a year or this next election, you might see videos of people staying stuff. And it's not – you can't even really tell unless, if it's them or not unless you have special software. And forget about special software because me and you talked about how people believe memes now. You know, you can't even convince somebody that a meme isn't real. Wait till – once they see video, it's going to be a really weird yeah, time. Yeah, it's going to be like, listen, listen to this deep fake Obama. And this isn't even a good one. I, I heard a bad one once before and I couldn't find it. We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time, even if they would never say those things. So, uh, for instance, they could have uh. me say things like, I don't know, uh, Killmonger was right. Or uh, Michelle Carson I, is in now, the sunken I know, place. I know you're or, just listening right now. How about this? Simply, but. President Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now... You see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone. Now, it's not that impressive when you're just listening. I'm going to fade that out. But when you see the video and his lips and all are moving perfect, it's really scary what they could do. I've heard that there are some people on the dark, I don't know, not dark web, but in the farther realms of the Internet that believe like certain actors and certain politicians and presidents aren't even real, that they are using this technology. Well, I mean, they definitely could at this point, you know, if they wanted to release a fake video of Trump making like he's over there, do it over there now. But at that point, they could probably do that. I mean, the government, they always oh, say yeah. they're 20 years ahead. So they might have been able to do that a Dude, while ago. Dude, I have no doubt when Hillary was running for uh, campaign or for office, like uh, several of her news conferences or press conferences were fake. We, I, we could spend an episode to break it down, but I could prove it to you. You can it's tell there's a green screen. Yes, yeah, it's like there's two sets. Like it's the people with the phones in front of her are like pointing their phone at her. And the screen, right. it doesn't even show what is in front of, should be in front of. It's obviously like a Hollywood production. It's absolutely yeah. I mean, she could just be green screening or something. Yeah. You know, something like that's possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You never know. Meanwhile, she's in front of a crowd of people, but not really. You really don't know what you can trust anymore. It's so easy for them to fake you. Okay, a couple of things I just want to go from last week review real quick. When, when you were talking about Epstein last week, and we were talking about the uh, autopsy, you said consistent with a homicide. And when I was listening in my head, I just assumed you meant suicide. And sometimes I don't even notice something till I listen back. And is that what they said? They said cons consistent with a suicide, right? Red, you're the one that mentioned the bones broken in his neck. Yeah. And so they said that that injured you. Yeah. You both said consistent with homicide. Yes. Red said it first, and then you repeated him. And I was like, yeah. in my mind, I was just assuming suicide. I listened back, and I'm like, well, with a hanging, yeah. And it, and it can be with strangulation, you know, because that right. bone definitely is going to get broken with strangulation. So that's very common. But it will also with a rope around your neck. And I did still search. There's no report of them saying, like, how the body was found. I still I couldn't find no. anything on that. Uh, hmm. The only other thing I wanted to go over was because uh, sometimes I just say shit. I just talk. My brain sucks. But we were talking about that Russian missile that blew up. And I was saying, I think the treaty just expired. And you had said, no, I think I think Trump actually canceled it. You were right. 
Trump did pull us out of that treaty. He made the announcement a few months ago, and it just became active this month. And that's why all of a sudden the United States is sending off some Sioux missiles. Russia is sending off some new missiles. But what's strange now, I, because I figured, let me fact check myself. This is what I'm trying to do, because a lot of times I just say shit. Let me look this up and look up that treaty. Now, what's odd is it's a mid-range missile treaty. Okay, which means we can still have the long range missiles. So where we have missiles that can go 3000, 5000, maybe even 10,000 miles. But what we put a ban on nuclear missiles that go from 300 to somewhere around 3000, something like that, which is a really odd thing to do. Like, okay, you can have the long range missile. So I guess what were we saying? We don't want Russia to have something where he could just strike the neighbors, but we but yet he can send one all the way to here. See, some things my brain don't work too well. Don't make so much sense to me. And then I'm like, okay, so this missile was banned under that treaty, which is a mid-range treaty. So why do you need a nuclear-powered missile to only go 300 to 3,000 miles? And then I read up on it, and they did say it would have the capacity to stay up in, up in flight for many, many days or even weeks. Which is not mid-range to me, so I don't know. Nothing fucking makes sense to me. So what does that mean? You talk. Sounds like a doomsday weapon, orbit or something, and just yeah, they say yeah, right. And but, just, but now how does that fall under the class of a mid-range missile? And what about where does this that submarine tie in? Because that submarine incident, they were supposedly carrying one of the small or strongest uh, nuclear bombs on the face of the planet. One yes, that made the, uh, Albert Einstein quiver in his boots so what what the fuck is going on you know like what is what are they up to what are they preparing for is this a doomsday scenario i mean what the that's just weird i don't know we got all kinds of crazy ass submarines all right other than that that's all i got from uh last week we got bernie interview coming up Mm -hmm. we'll take a two second break and then we're going to come back with drew yes knowledge for you from mr drew knowledge for you from Mr. Drew. Mr. Drew brings some knowledge for you with Nico and Red and the Professor and Herbert Walker Bush and Ted Apple, Nixon, Yoda, and a lot other of other of people. Knowledge for you from Mr. Drew. Okay, fine. Let's just fucking start. You're tuned to, I don't know, the, the Drew World Order. What a clever name. A clever name all right the egyptians one of the more mysterious cultures on the face of the planet in our history they seem to focus a lot about the on the egyptians uh and the pyramids and, and whatnot and i don't really believe that those people built those pyramids i think those pyramids have been here a lot longer than any of us can imagine egyptian texts repeatedly talk about a singular figure worshipped as the greatest and highest light of the primeval age And one of his many names, Adam, A-T-U-M, born in the abyss before the sky existed, before the earth existed. The Pyramid Tick, perhaps the world's oldest religious hymns, uh, as opposed to the Sumerian tablets that talk about the oldest records, these religious hymns talk about a time when Adam stood alone in the sky. I came into being of myself in the midst of the primeval waters, uh, states the God in the famed Book of the Dead. Uh, how does this tie into ancient Sumer? These gods of Egypt were the gods of Sumer. Each locality in Egypt, they possessed their own special representative of the father god. To some, he was Horus, the god who came first into being when no other god had yet come into existence. Other traditions knew him as Re, R-E. Different local names of primeval deity 
then we start getting into the connection to On, which was the great father of the sky in Sumer. The pictograph sign, that, which repeatedly appears in Egypt, which represents their father, supreme god, uh, the pictograph is the same exact signal, sig- uh, signal or symbol, which represents Anu, the father of the gods, the central light at the universe summit, god of terrifying splendor, who governed from his throne in the cosmic sea, Apsu. This gentleman, An, as we talked about, was the father to Enki and Enlil. The Sumero-Babylonian pantheon is filled with competing figures of the primordial creator, and we talked about that last week. But Egypt pulled all of their gods, as did the Hebrews, the Greeks, the Persians, the Hindus, the Chinese, mysticism, all of them. All their creation stories are derived from Mesopotamian traditions in the solitary creator, which parallels that aligning to all their different uh, deities and whatnot. I found a fantastic book this week. It's called The Saturn Myth. It's by David Talbert. And this is like like four books in a week that I've opened and got like 50 pages in, you know, Garden of Eden's being the last one. But Egypt didn't start with Egypt. Egypt got their everything they know from somewhere. Where they got it from was uh, Sumer. They all talk about the gods. It's always plural. You see that same connection with the name of Adam. Things get passed on from the Adam and Eve story. It's the first time we've seen the name Adam so far, right? Mm-hmm. And what is that? Um, what is it? The Sphinx? They do say that the Sphinx was there. That they have evidence that the Sphinx is way, way older than at least the pyramid. So I'm not, they don't seem to have any evidence that the pyramids are older. But the Sphinx, they say it was, it was changed. Archaeologists can tell by how much water ran over it and how old the friggin' sand is, however they do it. Most people do believe that's, I don't know exactly how many, more thousands of years, but I think it was four or five, six thousand years older than the pyramids. Did you know that there is a lake, a body of water beneath the pyramids? I, I can't remember which one it is. The Giza Pyramid? Yeah, they, There's water under there. There's water underneath it. I just watched a documentary on that last week. Also, really? the, the Sphinx. Why is there a, an Egyptian Sphinx located in, in Rome at, what do they call it, B- the Vatican? It's in that square. There's a, really? a several thousand year old Egyptian Sphinx, which is standing upright in the middle of the Vatican Roman Catholic Church. I've never, I've never uh, understood that. And as far as symbolism, the Sphinx represents the male energy. Don't they say? I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I think they say that it used to have a completely different face on it, and then okay. it wore away, and then it was changed. Right? I'm thinking about the Washington Monument. You're talking about the Sphinx. Good God! Right. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the Sphinx. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my because fault. they say that it's been a long it, yeah. two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but don't they say yeah, that it had worn away and it's something from, and then they think that a later civilization carved the new face on it or something? Yeah, yeah. It, well, it used to be an animal or something and now it's or whatever it is. There's people that believe that the Grand Canyon is an ancient sphinx. Really? Which aligns up really well with the 1909 article in, the, in an Arizona newspaper that talks about two Smithsonian archaeologists who came across an Egyptian catacomb in the Grand Canyon where they found mummies, artifacts... Caverns that could house 50,000 people, barracks, uh, fantastic stuff. And this was in 1909. Now, there's no record of these two archaeologists, but was it a hoax? Uh, That's a pretty elaborate hoax. You cannot get to this part of the Grand Canyon today. The Smithsonian owns that portion where they claim catacomb or this lost civilization. They found something down there. Yeah, in 1909, uh, which would... I wonder if that's where the UFO was dug up. Yeah. Supposedly, the the, the, the Area 51 story... Is that no? It wasn't a crash, or at least one of them wasn't. But one of them were excavated somewhere. What? What's the guy's name that uh, says he worked at Area Fifty One? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what he that's what he actually says. He said, No, this one the one I worked on was not a crash, but it supposedly it was excavated somewhere many years ago and, and they it, thought it was buried for thousands and thousands of years. That's an archaeological discovery, you know. Because he refers to it that it, doesn't he? He refers to it as like an archaeological find. Yeah. Huh. Which I I thought was interesting, and it, it sounded a little more believable to me. Not to get off subject, I always had a hard time believing that you could have this advanced race civilization, and they could get in a ship, and they could cross the entire universe, and then get to Earth and fucking crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I'm like, really? You made it all the way here, and then you crashed? Yeah. Maybe they were shot down. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going right. to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, were they were they shot down? But then, but then you think if they're that advanced, I know, but it's always called a crash. And if they're that advanced, I don't know if we could shoot them down. Yeah, like they don't have some sort of like barrier that we can't, you know, even you know what I mean. Yeah. Or the material yeah. is just Star Trek has the shields, you know, you know? shields up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, force fields and stuff, dude. Who knows? Like you're talking about Solar Warden now, uh, and the yeah. Solar Warden with the, where, which is explains where the twenty trillion dollars is gone that we're all in debt to the black budget. Yeah, exactly. So this is interesting. I found this in the Saturn myth, the rites of kingship. The ritual surrounding ancient kings amounts to a summary of ancient beliefs about the universal monarch, the right to rule because of bloodline. Local sovereign was a successor and representative of the great God who ruled the world during the golden age. I'm reading directly from Mr. Talbot's book. The rights of kingship testify to the enormous power which the collective memory of this God King held over later generations, the collective memory, the collective consciousness which occupied the family or the the monarch. He talks about basically, do not be mistaken. The right to rule comes from that connection and bloodline, which resides within God. Like they are God's chosen people, the descendants, they are the representatives. Yeah. I mean, this is squaring up directly with the Sumerian tablets and everything we've been talked about in the last few weeks about how this alien race seeded life on earth left, but left their administrators in charge to rule God's creation. I mean, it's, there's so many, there's just so many parallels. That's to rule us. Technically. Yeah. When we talk about the many bloodlines, and I think I may have asked you this once before, but now are all of the bloodlines basically white? Now, because you, and you always hear about these different alien species, and I was trying to compare the different alien species stories that we hear now. So I have a list of alien species for you today. We'll talk about that next. You have the Nordics, the white ones, right? That's like red. Yeah. Red would be like a Nordic alien. Scandinavian. Right? And then you have the lizard, you know, okay, or the reptilians. That's a different race. Now, I, I think, is there an Asian one? Like, who's the Asian god? I think they came from a different creator i'm just thinking i don't know i think that as a white male myself i can attest the anglo-saxon empire especially white men seems to have uh, and i don't mean to sound racist against my own people or my own kind but i'm we're, we are all god's children there isn't that racism is the very idea of race is is an illusion not to get into religion but i, I believe in the many god theory so just saying you're from that God doesn't, doesn't necessarily exactly. mean you're better. You're just from a different yeah. God. But the white, white males have imposed a lot of tyranny on the planet in the course of history. I mean, I, th- I don't think you can oh, argue yeah. with that. The Anglo-Saxon male, uh, the white male, uh, look, look at the Rothschilds. They're all fucking white male. You know, the, the Bush right. family, the, for the most part, it seems like the bloodline is of white European, I guess, Anglo-Saxon descendant, which right. came from the Caucasus Mountains and... Sumer or whatnot. There's real no real connection because the Indian culture also talks about gods, 
and they they talk about the warring factions, and there was that war between their god and some other god. You know, there's even evidence that there was some kind of a nuclear explosion out mm-hmm. there in the desert. So that that's a whole nother series. Just like different names for the same gods, you know? Yeah, uh, pretty so much. This is from Alex Collier, who is a, uh, I don't know how to refer to him. He says that he has contact with the Arcturians. And this is some of the ET races he talks about, the amphibians, semi-intelligent creatures who have been known to attack people without provocation, the Anakim, the Giants... The Andromedans, he think, he says that they are friendly. They are here to help us. This is from IN5D.com slash characteristics of ET races. Uh, you have the Arcturus, the Ariani, the Bellatrax, the Blues, the Deros, the Taros, and then you can get into the Archon Network. The Archon Network has the Reptilians, the Lizzies, the Insectoids, uh, the Whites. Okay, so the you, got a, you have a more detailed list than I mm-hmm. looked at. Now, the Archons is very interesting. The Archons, in 1945, I believe, they discovered... And, and what do they look like, the Archons? Sorry. The, the Archons basically dis- are described as interdimensional parasites They are that feed off of human low vibrational energy that reside in the fourth, like the lower fourth plane. Um, they can interact with our frequency from time to time through ritual and... Other low vibrational emotion. Okay, so we, we don't have a visual representation of what they, they look like. Well, then. they're described as so I'm re- thinking reptilian more of the ones in that nature. Seen like there's the Nordic ones that that, that look like the blonde head, blue eyed. Yeah. Well, the the Gnostics described the archons. and then the Greys, of course. I think the Greys are synthetic yes. bots mm-hmm. just being sent here to explore. So, what do they say they look like, Drew? Okay, so basically, the Gnostics. Any, anytime you hear, like even Credo Mutwa, who talks about the Chituhari. The Children of the Serpent, with David Icke, those interviews are fascinating. They all describe these archons, these Anunnaki, these reptilians, as of, like, tall, lizard-like people. They're like right. lizard-reptile hybrids, human hybrids. And that's, that's really what they all fucking—people from different cultures and all over the planet. Uh, and here we have, again, another example of the archons, which were, you know, for, I guess they discovered these texts in 1945. This— these tablets and these scrolls are from what, a little over 1300 AD. Uh, so they talk about the same thing that the Sumerian tablets talk about, this archon, these parasites that live. Right. And it's interesting. They say that uh, – so the people that run the world, they have no ability. If they have no empathy, that means they cannot value life. And if you can't value life, they have no idea how to create life, how to create anything. They are here to parasite off of the creation of us. That's what they do. They can't, if you give they're so them, nasty. Yeah, they're just it's right? they are they are literally they, they're parasites. Nasty woman. Yeah, yeah, nasty women. Like they're probably from Denmark. <laughs> and you look at our society. Everything. Bastards. Everything. eBay has to get their per- percentage. The Federal Reserve is a parasite organization. Every organization, it seems like, except for this platform, because we don't run ads. You know, I took ads off just because I want people to enjoy the the substance of our conversation and not have to listen to ads. But everything, everybody has to get their fucking cut. There's a parasite everywhere, you know? We are the chosen ones. That's right. right. And that's it's fascinating <laughs> you say that. We, because spread the, we are the chosen ones here to spread the word. Yes. Everybody gets paid, right? Anyway, I tell you what, sorry to interrupt, guys. We got to take a two-second break. Hey, I tell you what, before we go out, another phone call this morning. Telemarketer called me. The uh, Social Security scam. So they called me. I had a little fun with them. I'll play you this. We'll take a two-second break, and then we'll come back. Social Security Administration, how can I help you? Hello. Uh, 
Yes. I'm returning your call. You called me this morning about um, my number might have been stolen or something. We are looking for Nicola. Pretend yeah, I'm yeah, all paranoid. Me. Right now, sir, you have reached to the Social Security, and this is Officer Lisa Martin. Did you receive any case yeah, number or any reference number during the call? Um, you know, I, I didn't get to hear the whole message. Okay. I, I got disconnected from so the call. In that case, I did hear it was, yeah. it was Social Security, and then I figured I'd call you back. Okay. Okay. So in that case, I will go ahead and read out the legal information. For social, social Security. Duty purpose, kindly go ahead and verify your date of birth and your huh. social. Your date of birth? 831. 1968. 831, and which year? 1968. I don't want my roommate to hear me. 68. And your social? 055 Let me verify your social. social. This is uh, yeah. Then she actually hung up. I think she knew I was messing with oh, yeah. you. Oh shit! It's fun stuff. That's sick. Fun, fun stuff. All right, we'll see you in a minute, guys. Welcome back, guys. We're not going to keep you waiting any longer. If you listened last week, remember we had the Bernie interview coming up this week. And here we are. Mr. Bernie Sanders, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for being with us. How are you today, sir? Hello. Hi. This is uh, Drew. Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing? So uh, you're a friend of Dorby's. Where you know him from? I know him from Storm Lake, Iowa. He uh, he's been a big fan of I was yours yelling for years, Bernie. and I'm glad that he uh, he's able to work for your campaign, sir. Well, uh, great! I'm a big fan of his. He's been doing a wonderful job. So I understand um, you have a podcast. I do. Uh, it's actually about the real state of the world, sir. And uh, I'd like to talk to you today a little bit 
Uh, I know that you... is wonderful. And let me tell you why. We need more independent broadcasters like yourself to stand up to the media and the big corporations controlling everything. And that's why we are going to start the podcast revolution. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I completely agree. And this is a He's tremendous a honor for me. I'm a little bit nervous right now, as you and can tell. For me. Uh, well, th- <laughs> thank you, sir. Um, can you talk a little bit? Are, are you anti-New World Order, Mr. Sanders? Yes, let me tell you one. The people are sick and tired of the 99.99999% of the money in this world. And the people have had it. And that's why we are going to start a revolution. How, uh, how is the campaign doing, sir? Campaign going wonderful. And let me tell you what. <laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> all across the country. With small donations. Uh, you know the average donation that we take is only twenty seven point nine 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 point six three nine dollars. That's it. We are not taking super PAC money, it's small donations all across this country. Yes, that that is by far the lowest of any of the candidates, Republican or Democrat. Uh, speaking of Great. some of the candidates this current administration, what do you see is the biggest issue with the current administration, and what do you hope to change? Oh, my God. Where do I begin? <laughs> this administration is <laughs> corruption, and they are taking big money from all the corporations and the lobbyists. And do you, you understand that 99.999999% of all the money in the tax break went to the point zero zero one one. Zero zero one 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 percent one percent of the people. That is appalling. You hold on one second. Y- yes, sir. Hey, can you give me a call, please? No whole milk. Point zero one one. Point zero one percent Thank you, Mr. Sanders. Um, I have a professor, history of accounting here. He would like to ask you some economic uh, questions, if you don't oh, mind. Sure, go ahead. I have a few more minutes, but uh, yeah, put them on. I'd love to talk to the professor. Mr. Sanders, how are you today, sir? Hello, Professor. How are you? I am doing well. I am on your website, and it says that you wish to make all college debt um, previous, like, you know, past and present. You want to outline it. Well, I have a question for you, sir. Yes, we do. And let me tell you how we're going to pay for it. (laughs) Let me tell you, okay? (laughs) Wall Street transactions. If we put just a point zero zero one one percent tax (laughs) on every Wall Street transaction, we would be able to pay for all the education. I'm a little bit confused. I don't see anywhere on your website. I see fight for LGBTQ equality, fight for women's rights, criminal justice. Where the fuck are the free diapers? Where's the diaper reform, sir? Diaper reform? How do you yes. know I wear a diaper? Well, I didn't, but do you, is it Sorry. the fuck Sorry, did you tell him I wear a diaper? <laughs> uh, Mr. Sanders, I am so, so sorry. That is, uh, please forgive me. <laughs> and we, we, we are so sorry. No problem. Well... I would just have to say that uh, this has been fascinating. Um, whether or not I vote for you is irrelevant. You are the burn. And do you mind if I say it, sir? Do you mind if I say I feel the burn? Feel the burn. Feel the <laughs> yes. burn. It feels good to say it, I will say. Feel, feel the, the burn. burn. Well, it was very nice meeting you. I wish you all the luck with your podcast. And remember, you're going to start a podcast revolution. <laughs> He's a pisser, Bernie, right? Yeah, wow. I love him. Shout out yeah. to Darby herself <laughs> that, for getting us that interview. We appreciate it, Darby. That's, that's yeah. wild. I love him. He's a wild guy. That's, He's always excited, you know? Stuff. 
I like it. All right, so Red, you were going to do uh Yeah. Do you want me to play your call first or you want to do your story first? You can play the call, yeah. Hello? Yes, hi. This is Area 51. What? This is Storm Area 51. Um, we're calling to see if you'd be attending the um, festival in Nevada. Hello? 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 <laughs> yes, hi. Sorry, we got disconnected. Um, uh-huh. This is this this is Michael from okay. Storm Area Fifty One. We're we're calling to see if you'd be attending the festival in Nevada. Oh, that sounds like fun, actually. It, um, it really it does, does, right? No, we're, no, we're not going to be attending. Okay, because we're just checking a bunch of numbers. Did you actually go online and RSVP? That's why. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, because that's why we're calling. You sound like you didn't know about it. That's why I'm saying. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I actually, I did hear about it, but we're not going to be attending. Okay. All right, great. I was just All giving right. you a shout to find out. Thank you. He was real nice to her, though. Thank you. you Bye. Just said, All right. Bye. Like, totally. We're just randomly checking to see. Oh, my God. Like, is there a Starbucks <laughs> there? Like, I hope. Like, totally. <laughs> we got the Storm Area 51 coming up, right? I think it's September 20th, and... As of, I don't know, like two days ago, 3 million people RSVP to this. And I made that, I made a call. I also made a call to the Little Alien Inn. The, the hotel over yeah, there. Yeah, it's the hotel in Rachel, Nevada, the Little Alien. And I spoke to the owner there. And she's telling me that the hotel is booked for that week. They're expecting right now, she's thinking 30,000 people minimum. This is what she says. Yeah, she said thirty to fifty in that thirty call that to you had. thirty to fifty, right? Yeah, you heard that thirty Damn. to fifty, and yeah. and then she she went to the town meeting the other day where they just uh, made a decoration to of, of emergencies, you know, because they they're gonna need help. Exactly. If anybody, if if they say if fifty two hundred people come to this town, they're screwed right. because there's like six cops. You know, there's only, but it's all public land, so people are just going to be yeah. camping out all over the place. Right. That, well, that's wild. another issue. You can't be leaving garbage. You can't. So, be- did you did you tell them what happened? Uh, what do you tell them what happened at the so end of that? As call? I make that phone call, you know, I'm on the phone, and just as I was, you know, call calling the number, dialing. I was doing other pranks before that, but anyway, so I decided to do that. I had to pee, and I peed in the cup in the studio. So it's so sitting gross. up here, right? And 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 I had just finished Red, the, yeah. the soda in there with ice, so it was on it was on the rocks. So I peed uh, on the ice. So it's sitting there, and I'm on yeah, the we, phone. We with have the woman. this on video. I'm on the phone with the woman, and you know we're talking about it. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a prank, but I really didn't go there because it got interesting. And, and I'm listening to her, so I'm dying in here, and I go and grab the glass, and I go. You know, and I drank the urine. So oh, yeah. we, ha- we have a copy of that. And, and in the videos yeah. coming up, guys. That's going to go up on you're Twitter. Gonna it's see actually all that. a good way to, you know, like flush your system. I would do it just several times a year with Mother I, Teresa. I heard, so anyway, the, I heard this, the Storm Area 51 thing. Yeah. It's not actually Storm Area 51 anymore. Well, no, they changed. Government it. came down on that. Yeah. It's been changed. Yeah. Right. And the, what the guy's doing now, he said, all right, I had all these people. He admitted it was a joke, the Storm Area 51. Now he's turning it into a festival, and it's called Alien Stock, well, right? It's like a Woodstock to, thing. But they said, like, like if you take, like, Burning Man, you know, on a, a, a project like like. This type of, you know, at this this level, it takes at least 18 months to plan, okay, with right. bands and everything, all right? 
a Burning Man, uh, you know, uh, the Burning Man or, or the Fire Festival, which the guy's in jail right now. That that takes eighteen months to plan. This this guy's only got a month, couple of months, yeah, no, one month, month, and that's it. A couple of weeks to do this, and it might not. You know, I don't know. I I, I have a feeling this guy's going to go to prison. His name is Matty. <sighs> his name is Matty Roberts. Hey, my two. I, so Red sent Red sent him an email. Yeah. About uh about little global performing there going up and doing a rap on stage yeah. at, at Alien Stock. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I haven't gotten a response yet, but I boy, that that, uh, <laughs> that group is messing with two organizations you definitely don't want to fuck with. That's Area Fifty One <laughs> and Number Two, the Bureau of Land Management. Those fuckers. Right. That's one yeah. of the most ruthless. They're more ruthless than the IRS, dude. Right. But you're allowed to camp on the land, though. Even the woman at, at the hotel said it's huh. public land, so you're allowed to dry dock. She did say that. To, uh, their stories yeah. well, a few years ago was what a year or two ago. It seemed like the Bureau of Land Management was killing somebody almost every week. I mean, there, there right. was the Bundy family from Oregon. Uh, when was that? A year or two ago. We'll have to look into the Bureau of Land Management. It's fascinating. Yeah, we're gonna check that out. Yeah, what kinds of crazy shit goes out there in yeah. the middle of the country? Did you guys know we got an Area Fifty Two? Well, I figured I came after 51, right? Where is it? Yeah. Well, it's, and how close is it to Dolce, New Mexico? Well, that's what they say. It's, it's, well, some people believe it's under 51 because there's evidence, there's evidence of so much dirt removal from, from that area. And, you know, they had to get rid of the dirt. So, and, and so they, they did, did an interview with uh, T.D. Barnes, who worked, I don't know, 37 years at, at Area 51. And he said for sure that that definitely has evidence of removing of massive amounts. They always go underground. Right. So they're definitely underground. Now, they're saying 52. Some people say it's in Nevada. But the, the in- interesting thing about this is that they're saying that there's a high-speed train. Yeah. That travels right? like 2,000 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. That goes from Vegas and all, all the way out to Utah. Yep. And it's that big. From New York to you could get to from the East Coast to the West Coast in about an hour, they say. Nice. Yeah, and they say this is in operation. It's in, it's 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 going now, and and mm-hmm. you know, so fifty two is where no reason why they can't do that. Fifty two is where one. all the alien aliens are. Okay, that's what they're saying. Fifty fifty one was really just a ploy. So you would think they were there, but they're really in 52. So the, no, like really. the people that really have security <laughs> clearance are working at Area 52. A very, very few who have probably interaction with the extraterrestrial entities that are on our planet, whether you want to believe it or not, they are here. I'm starting yeah. to think. I'm starting to believe, Drew. Dolce, New Mexico. Well, Area 51 has a runway that's over a mile long. What the fuck kind of plane do you need or vehicle right. do you need for a runway that long? Yeah. And then. Yeah. It's it's for testing and stuff, so you would. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem that strange that they would have an extra long one. It's also, ironically, it's involved with Montauk. There was a base out there. Yeah, you got to look this up. Montauk, Long Island, Nick. Okay, right. it's now the national park where the lighthouses and stuff. That was a military okay. base. It has right. something? To yeah, do- I, I've been out. I've been out to that base. Yeah, it has something to do with fifty-two. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't know the logistics. I'll look into it more. What what's what's the name of the little island uh right off of Montauk? Plum Island. Yes. Plum Island yeah. is where they do all of the testing with like a uh, gen- Oh no, they have all the animals and stuff. Yeah. Animal disease yes. and genetics. Oh no, they moved that and... to Manhattan, Kansas. That's literally about really? two hours west of me now. They took it from out in the fucking ocean and moved right. it to the middle of the fucking country. It, yeah, that doesn't make sense because Plum Island was a perfect right? place. It's a little island right off the tip of Montauk. Probably, and that was in my favorite movie of all time, The Silence of the Lamb. Yeah, I, 
Remember when he says, I want to walk the beach and stuff? He goes to Plum Island. You probably can't walk the beach. You probably disintegrate if you do. It's- this facility now is being built on the campus of Kansas State University. You can, there's wreck. You can see the wreck from, uh, you walk out of the rec center with a student wreck, and across the street is a federal facility, the, the National Agrobio, whatever, research facility on the campus of Kansas State University. Wow. You, and right. So you guys are talking, anytime you refer to an underground military structure or base it's called a dumb deep right. underground military base there are yeah, about 26 right. of them in america about three times more than everywhere else on the fucking planet wow. why do we oh, have we these dumps the, oh, the denver well, international airport dolce I, all of them right. that that brings up something about 52 so here's what they say it's a zipper okay in the landscape and when that zipper opens there's an underground underground runway that appears okay and then it's re-zipped up and the landscape appears as a desert there's a zipper in the ground there's a zipper in the ground and this is how it <laughs> check it out 52 guys we need a yeah google earth area 52 all right yeah and it, so and it, it's so red's intense. so red's gonna start something new it's storm area 52 yeah let's get it even better yeah. it's one better why do we talk about stuff like this? You know, I mean, it, it's interesting, number one, but I, it's, cool. it's cool. And <laughs> like, our goal is to just to get people to, hey, maybe you have a different awareness or attitude or perception about something you didn't have yesterday. That's how the human yep. race is going to evolve. That's how consciousness evolves. You know, we don't Absolutely. want you to believe yep. everything we say. I, we want you to go look yep. at it and try to shoot our argument down, which we have tried to do. But the things that we say are what we resonate to. And we just want people to... Maybe look at things from a, a perspective that you've never even thought about looking at them from. The definition of insanity, as Albert Einstein said, is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. You know, a little bit of a, a hippie mindset. I love yeah. that because I told you I'm a guys, hippie. and we need comments. Guys. And I thought Real. he was going to be real conservative being in Kansas, but he's <laughs> like he's more of a hippie. It's true, and he is. Which remind me, when you when you had mentioned the. Um, Alien stock the other day. It reminded me of Burning Man. And I, I had heard a bunch about Burning Man on, I think it was on another podcast, Joe Rogan. And it just sounded so cool, but I never kind of researched it and looked into it. So I watched a bunch of videos on YouTube and it's a whole week long. Uh, it's the same thing. It's the end of August. I think it starts on around the 28th, ends, ends right after Labor Day. So it's seven days out in the desert. It's total, total like hippie people. There's all kinds of like art and light shows every night it's something that i really have to do with my life now give me one second i don't usually read much but i did want to read one thing but uh guys we need some comments comment on these things all right get back to us let us know what you're thinking burning man is held on land owned by the bureau of land management too Mm. so that's Mm -hmm. a nightmare well they say they say they left it. They, well, they, this is what he's saying on the website, too. He's saying, oh, here it is right there, right in front of my face. Let's I'm leave sorry. the land better than what, when we got here. He's got to because he's going to get in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's one of the principles. So I wanted to read it's what's called the 10 principles. The late summer event is an experiment in community and art influenced by 10 main principles. Radical inclusion, radical self-reliance, radical self-expression, communal effort, Civic responsibility, gifting, decommodification, participation, and leave no trace. And there's a link on decommodification because I have no idea what it meant. Decommodification 
is the strength of social entitlements and citizens' degree and immunization from market dependency. Bartering system. Decommunification yeah. in regards to the labor force describes degree in which individual or families can uphold a socially acceptable standard of living independently of market participation. I love I it. I do too. It sounds like they're saying fuck fiat currency. When I read these 10 things, it's like everything I believe. I am like, I am going to Burning Man. I didn't hear, yeah. where's, was LSD on that list? I didn't hear that. Oh, I'm sure these people are all tripping. That's probably just a you know, given, like, oh, that's in the contract. You, you, oh, when you see, when you watch the videos of the people, they're all, and I love hippies, man. Uh-huh. They're all so loving. They're helping each other. They're, they're just, they're all taking care of each other. They're eating mushrooms and they're watching laser light shows out in the desert every night. Oh, it's gonna it's be the exact awesome. opposite of how society is handled day in, yes. day out. And mm, as Michael, yep, there's no reptilians well, there. That, right, you all, are. every one of them have empathy. <laughs> right, you are, Ken. Right, you are. I begged. Yeah. Michael Elner, the fantastic quote from Michael Elner: "Look at us. Look at everything we do. Everything we do is backwards. Lawyers destroy justice. Doctors destroy health. Uh, universities destroy education. Religions destroy mm-hmm. spirituality." That's the world we live in right now. That's the Archon's construct, uh, or that's the Archon's creation, I mean. But you can live your life, your individual life, the way you choose. And you don't have to get sucked into that system. Just like like we said last week, like let no person, no other person uh, allow yourself to perceive how you think, do, and see, you know, your uniqueness. The only way you can save the world... Peace and love, peace every, and love. There's too many people out there that fucking cannot stand themselves, that like just wage a 24-hour war on themselves. And you stand no chance saving the world from a mindset persistent in disliking yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. It makes sense, Drew. It makes sense. But at the, on the other hand, you know, you have to love yourself before you can accept the world, but you must not love yourself beyond that. Uh, which exemplifies Everybody selflessness. Everybody but those fucking nasty Danish. Okay, so I want to get on to the next story here, okay? We got Elon Musk, okay? He wants, you know how he wants to nuke Mars so we can get up there? Because as soon, soon as he nukes that, right, it'll melt the ice, creating oceans, life form, boom, right? Heating it up. Some people think there's already life on so, Mars. But people think there's already life on Mars, right? Oh. I know. So now what is the story? What do we got here? What is this? Help us figure this out. I hope to God they don't nuke Mars because they will kill the people that are on Mars. We're going to be doing a whole episode on that soon. Well, Drew, you might have a point because now Elon Musk is saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to nuke it anymore. I want to fly up some satellites. Okay. And take a look. No, not no, not take a look. Satellites that'll that'll, um, you know, radiate the heat onto the onto the onto Mars which will heat it up. Well, he should just go to the portions of Mars that have vegetation, lakes, water, uh, cities. I mean, dude, dude, right? Mars is occupied. We have to save this because this is going to be a whole episode on Mars. Okay. So I, the only thing I'll say on Mars is Project Pegasus, Andrew Basiago. And we will get back into this. We will get back into the JPL, the, the Curiosity rover, all that shit. Yeah. Next week, Project Pegasus. Okay. And then uh, the last thing I got is, uh, you know, we thought she was gone, but she's not. Sarah Sanders is coming back. She's going to be on Fox News. Get out. Yep. She's going to be a contributor on Fox News starting uh, oh, September. She's nasty, too. September something. So we, 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 got, we can still look at her big head. Yeah, she really she scares the shit yeah, out of me. Me, too. She really does. She's so mean. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> like to look at her. Sarah Sanders. I don't know. I would not argue. If I was at the, at the press conference, I would just be like, okay, okay, whatever you say, you're right. Is that Huckabee's yeah. daughter? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Which is very tough. I think she played college football. Yeah, I think so. She's real tough. Did you say steak? She. Well, I want to thank uh, Bernie Sanders for coming on. Bernie. Really appreciate it. Feel the burn. Oh, wait. No, Professor. Hold on a minute. There was one more news story that uh, the professor, you said you had to do one story quick? This is breaking, breaking news. You're never going to see breaking news. And surely, shit, somebody's calling my history of accounting phone right now when I had the story pulled up. It was a groundbreaking news story, gentlemen. Let me pull it up on here. It was about um, Peter Jennings. Not really. It was about Ted Kappel. And as you both Ted know, do, do, you guys know who, do you guys know who Ted Kappel is, right? Of course, you talk about him every episode. Okay, well, that's my bad. All right, here we go. Ted Kappel is a fuckstick. And this story, well, it <laughs> might be two years old, but it's still breaking news. Veteran newsman Ted Kappel tells Sean Hannity... Professor, how is it breaking news if it's two years well, old? Well, because it involves Ted. Um, and I don't know. I don't really like Sean Hannity either. Basically, it's a fuckstick telling another fuckstick, you're bad for America, you fuckstick. Coming from a fuckstick, I thought that was breaking news. Yeah, it, um, sound, it sounds pretty breaking to me. Yes, he, so Ted Koppel says that Hannity's bad for America? Yes, he, he told him to his face that he was bad for America, and then Sean Hannity cried. <laughs> Little bitch. And then I, I cried when they, Sean Hannity laughed at Koppel and told him that he had a terrible toupee. And I was like, oh, you, you're cynical, he, Hannity said. I am cynical, Koppel responded. What an asshole. Uh, all right, Professor, thank you. Professor. Okay. Red. Thank you, Little Global. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. So oh.